The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft, Taft, and Hagler, and tiebreakers. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Okay, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome into a brand new season here on the Brian Bailey Show. Man, this is a great time of the year as East Carolina Pirate football getting cranked up, getting set for the opener at Michigan at the Big House. High school football starts August the 18th. They started practice on July 31st, but it's just a a great, great time of the year. It's a hot day today, so we're going to get right to the show and dive right in with the head football coach at East Carolina, Mike Houston, the 22nd head coach in East Carolina Pirate football history. He won the Birmingham Bowl last year, beating Coastal Carolina 53-29, and he had a hot one today for practice. Coach Houston joins us from his office on campus at East Carolina. Coach, how hot was it today? It was warm out there. It looked <laughs> more like Eastern North Carolina today. I don't know what that was last week, but uh, it was good. Yeah, last week was kind of a teaser, wasn't it? Because that's you don't usually get that until what, late September, early October? Yeah, mid October. Yeah. I mean that was that felt like you were back up in the mountains. When you look at this football team, obviously from the outside looking in, everybody sees that you lost the likes of a Holton Aylers, a Keaton Mitchell, Isaiah Winstead. But the thing that I like about what you've said, had to say so far, if I played for Mike Houston, I want to be a guy. Because as you said, or a dude, either one, because if, if I'm playing and you come up to me and say, hey man, you're a dude, I mean, that's going to mean a whole lot. You say you've got dudes, you've got guys, and the great quote you've had so far was, we don't know who the the guy's guy is yet, but we're going to find out. Is that going pretty well? Yeah, it's going pretty good. And, you know, the thing I'm pleased with is just seeing some guys that you hoped would step up. Uh, and, you know, they're getting opportunities and they're stepping up. And, you know, it's uh, consistency. I mean, I, th- I think that's what we started to see from some of those some of those guys that have been kind of waiting their turn. Uh, and so it's, it's a lot of fun right now. Now, you know, today – I told watch practice today. We saw a pretty good separation between you know some of the young freshmen and some of our veteran guys because you know a day like today, I mean it'll jump on you if you're not pretty mentally screwed in. And uh, you know some of our guys that have been through the fires, I mean they excelled today, uh, and some of those young kids kind of withered a little bit. So you know it's 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 kind of part of preseason camp, but uh, you know everybody's got to fight through it. You know, we always talk about the camp and, and being the dog days of summer, and and, and it, it's a grind. But you know, as far as 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 what you just said, elaborating on that, the, you know, the guys that have been through it, they, they kind of almost know how to pace themselves, don't they? Well, they they they're they're not mentally weak is the big thing, right? You know, they don't let they don't let stuff you know jump all over them. They prepare their bodies. You know, they get rest when they have time to rest. Uh, they take care of the bodies nutritionally and hydration wise, and so they prepare themselves for it. And they also understand that you know they've got to go out there and perform every day. You know, if you if you if you take a day off, or if you don't fight through stuff, you know you're going to get passed up. You know, there's too much competition out there. 
when you look at, at the position battles that are going on, obviously the quarterback position is the one that most fans see. That's the one everybody talks about. Can you give us an update on how Mason's doing, how Alex is doing, and, and how Raheem is doing? Well, I think both, you know, all three, all three of them. And I, I told Raheem before practice today, you know, it, it was rough in the spring. He, he looked like a first-semester player, but he is massively improved this fall. Uh, and functioning very well. Um, I think Alex and Mason have both been really good. Now, I think Mason, you know, had another strong day today where he just he made some plays, you know, both throwing it, he made some plays running it, uh, and, you know, he, he is starting to really come along. So uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited about all three uh, and just excited about some of the plays that were made today. And, you know, you look at Mason, he's waited so long, and it's it's almost like with some of these guys, and I think I remember it with Holton, at some point, you know, the light just comes on, and they understand things more, the game slows down for them, and I, I think when you look at, at your quarterbacks, I mean, that's that's what you're kind of looking for. Right, and, you know, people forget, now, Holton got thrown out there young, yeah, and but, but he, he didn't have a whole lot of rounding, and he made a lot of mistakes uh, the first couple of years. Uh, and you know, it, it was what it was. The program was in a different place then, you know, Mason's had to wait his time, but now Mason's taking the field much more prepared and Mason's taking the field with a good roster around him. And so it, it's a little bit of a different situation, but you know, I think it does say a lot about Mason's character that he has, has, has been behind, sat there behind Holton. And, you know, and Holton was a different player the last two years compared to his first couple of years, you know? But Mason's been preparing for this, you know, ever since he got here. It's just it's his turn now. You know, another guy that I think that that you, know, you see him out there smiling and you see him out there running, and it just does something to your heart is Rajay Harris. I mean, this guy, I mean, what a, what a great kid he is. He had that devastating injury. He's battled back, and and you know, one of the first things you said after the first practice was, you know, there's a mental side of this thing that he's got to get hit and got to get back up, and and it looks like he's doing great things out there. Yeah, he, he's he's been fantastic. You you would you would never know he had an injury, and uh, there, there's no. I'm not worried about his mental state anymore. I mean, he's he's been banged on and popped right back up, and uh, he, there's no hesitation in him. And uh, he's just he, he. I mean, he had a great practice today. So you know, he is. You know, that room is really talented now, uh, and he has a lot of competition in there. But the thing is, he is doing great things, not only on the field, but from a leadership standpoint, you know, with all of our offensive kids and all of our players, he's doing a great job with that. I mean, just his energy today was great. Uh, You'd have never known it was hot at all. And, you know, you talked about that, that running back room. It's, it's really difficult to keep that running back room stocked because it always seems like the running backs are the ones that get dinged up and, and something happens. But then you've got a really good group and a lot of those guys can contribute. No doubt. And the good thing is you're, you're going to be able to play a lot of guys and you should be able to keep everybody healthy. You know, hopefully you don't have that one big injury or anything like that. But you've got so many guys that, uh, you know, you're not going to have to just lean on one guy because and, and he usually gets worn down when you have to do that. Uh, you know, you're going to be able to play a lot of different players. Tomorrow you guys hit for the first time with full pads, but it's been pretty physical so far, hasn't it? Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> there ain't a whole lot of difference. That's right. We will tackle. We will tackle to the ground is the only thing that will change tomorrow. But it'll be it'll be real football. I mean, we've got I think three 
three or four segments of practice where it is just, you know, a competition. We have a, we have a, a two point competition to start practice. We've got a goal line short yardage competition to finish practice. You got some stuff in between. Um, but we're trying to, you know, we're trying to make sure that this week we put them in every possible situation where that the scrimmage this Saturday, which typically the first scrimmage is, is not quite, you know, game like just yet. Uh, but I felt like for an experience uh, purposes, you know, we want to play these next two Saturdays very much like a, a full game, special teams, offense, defense, uh, and let everything play out. So, you know, there is going to be a lot of competition tomorrow. There's going to be a lot of competition throughout the week. On Sunday, you guys took that tour at the Joiner Library of the uh, kind of the history of East Carolina football. What was that like? I thought it was awesome. You know, see, seeing Clarence Stasevich's handwritten playbook. Yeah. You know, that, that, that was really neat. And then you know, just seeing, uh, seeing all the pictures over the years of the different teams and players and coaches and the different big moments uh, in the history of ECU football, uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. You know, I think our, our older players, they really, uh, you know, took it in because, you know, they are, you know, they are living right now, you know, their legacy. And, and I told them, I said, you know, years from now, you'll be a part of that exhibit. You know, you're a part of East Carolina University football and its history. And, you know, the young guys, I don't know if it really hit them yet, uh, but, uh, but I thought the older players, it really sunk in. Had to be just just neat to see all the the old things and and it's, I, when they first opened up the Hall of Fame, I remember talking to the AD at the time and saying that like, this is like my whole career right here in front of me because you know the '91 uh, season, the '92 Peach Bowl. You think back to the Hawaii Bowl, just some of the great events in Pirate football history. And it, I, I know it's I know it's kind of breathtaking. I, and, and to see some of that stuff like that had to be really important for you and important for the players and that kind of thing. All right, so so you hit for the first time. You got full pads for the first time. Coming up tomorrow, leading up to that first scrimmage, what are some of the little things you really want to tweak and look at this week to get ready for that first scrimmage? Well, I think the big thing is you know putting all the different situations in. You know, like I said, tomorrow we'll put in goal line short yardage. We'll start uh, installing our two point plays, two point defense. Uh, you know, we'll be a heavy red zone competitions this week. You know, getting getting our our guys ready for those situations. And then, you know, like today, we, we kind of mixed up the lineups a little bit, you know, getting some different guys in the, in, in the game together. And I think that's – we're going to continue to do that throughout the week because, like I said, you know, you're starting to figure out who's going to play, and now we've got to figure out where they're going to play. You know, just because a guy's been at this one position, you know, doesn't mean he can't, you know, do something somewhere else. And so we're just trying to figure out how to get our best lineups together on the field. And you, know, you think about two point uh, defense, two point plays on offense, and you know back in the day it, it was almost like an afterthought because you, you didn't use them that much. But now with the overtime rules, I mean you've really got to concentrate on those two aspects of football, don't you? Well, you look at the Memphis game last year, yeah, and you know that really was a turning point in our season, and you know four overtimes. And we, we about exhausted our two point plays. <laughs> we had worked we had we had worked them so much and we'd worked our, our defense versus two point plays so much that our kids, I mean, they didn't they didn't flinch. And uh, it was really neat. I did a a clinic in the spring and I showed cut ups of us running certain things in practice in our two point competition and then I showed it during that overtime against Memphis, you know, both sides of the football. And just, you know, it's, it's really, for me, rewarding to see, 
you know, kids take that practice, you know, and take that up those, those, those times you put them in those pressure situations and practice and then go out and execute on the game, you know, on the game field in the biggest moments of the game and come away successful. Closing things out with head coach Mike Houston because he's been on that practice field all morning. He said he'd give us a few minutes and we certainly appreciate it. Coach, what's your favorite part of camp and what's your least favorite part of camp? Uh, my favorite part of camp is out there on the field with the kids and just you know, but seeing them play. You know, had a you know red zone competition today and you know, watching Mason throw the slot fade to Jalen Johnson and hit him, you know, hit a strike right there for a touchdown. I just I, I love watching them compete and excel. Um, so that's easily my favorite part of camp. Uh, my least favorite part of camp is uh, leaving the house before anybody's awake and getting home by the time they're going to bed. <laughs> yeah, I bet. You know, not 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 seeing your family a whole lot and not getting a whole lot of sleep. But uh, that's okay. We all understand uh, what this time of the year is. Yeah, you got to get ready for the uh, the long season to come, the grind of August, and it turns into the the season. The season goes by so quick, but uh, once you once you hit it, you hit the ground running. But uh, I know camp is is really difficult, but it, it's different now because you guys don't get a chance. You, know, you go out one time to practice. You don't have two a days or three a days like they they used to have. Right. right. Yeah. I'm, I started talking to the kids a little bit about everybody's been through preseason camp before, and I was thinking, you know, when I was a freshman, we practiced three times a day. You know, two two in full pads, another one in shells, and so uh, yeah, the rules have changed so much. But you know, I, I think you know the kids, the 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 training and you know their explosiveness and all that is also different now too. Uh, so, but it's you know it's definitely evolved over the years. Now, I did have one question for you. Uh oh, here we go. With, with 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 that exhibit up there, were you really around for all those Southern Conference championships? <laughs> no, I was not around. I got here in '84, so I, I yeah. You know, when I got here, that's why the Peach Bowl was so special. Because I got here in '84, and they hadn't been to a bowl game in forever. And all of a sudden, they started having a, a great year in '91. And I mean, it was it was crazy. I want to see if they put any of my mustache hairs in one of those exhibits because the players shaved my mustache at the Hooters in it. Atlanta because they made it a bowl game. They wanted to shave my head, but they ended up shaving my mustache. And I told them I wouldn't grow it back in honor of them. The only reason I do grow it back is during Mustache March for uh, ALS that we do with Coach Godwin and the baseball team. But, but yeah, I wasn't around for all those those teams in the Southern Conference. The, the- but the color of your mustache is a lot different than you. <laughs> yeah, the color is way different. You can't even—I told Coach Godwin you can't even see it most of the month because it's white. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the elder statesman these days. <laughs> uh, you, uh, hey, you're only as old as you act. That's exactly right. Only as old as you act, and only as old as you feel. Coach, thanks so much. Get cool and uh, good luck the rest of the way in summer camp. We'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right. That's head coach Mike Houston over at East Carolina as the Pirates continue with fall camp. Hot day today. Supposed to be some stormy weather later on, so it's good the team can get out and get their practices going and that kind of thing. All right. I want to thank Coach Houston for being with us. Coming up, we're going to talk high school football with some of our area's high school coaches. Jeff Craddock, the head coach at Tarboro, is up next. Later on, Ron Cook at Farmville Central. Paul Cornwell back at Aiden Grifton. Back with more on the season debut of the Brian Bailey Show right after this. Thank you. 
I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners. Whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand, whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. The Rick House has a delicious new lunch menu. It's Chef K's Country Luncheon featuring the very best in country cooking Monday through Friday from 11 to 1. Plates are just $12.50 for hamburger steak with gravy, meatloaf, baked chicken, smoked ribs, brisket, and more. Our country sides include mac and cheese, collards, corn on the cob, mashed potatoes, southern greens, and much more. Plates are just $12.50. It's Chef K's Country Luncheon weekdays from 11 to 1 at the Rick House, 710 Red Banks Road in Greenville. Come get you some. It's hard to forget how hot it gets around here in the summer. Remember, the hotter it is outside, the harder your AC has to work to keep it cool inside. And the more energy it uses to keep you cool, the higher your utility bill will be. Your neighbors at GUC have tips to help you reduce your energy use, such as using fans to cool you down inside and cooking outside when you can in the summer. For more tips, go to GUC.com and look for ways to save. Switching is easy. We do it all the time. We switch on the lights. We switch TV channels. Some of us switch partners while square dancing. Well, that's a stretch. But what's not a stretch is how you can switch and save with State Farm. In fact, this is State Farm agent Timothy Sawyer right here in Greenville. We can switch your auto and home insurance so you can start saving today. My team and I are ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood. With Timothy Sawyer State Farm, it's easy to switch and save. Just give us a call, 493-0002. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. While you're sleeping, our whole hogs are slow cooking over wood to create that bite that Eastern North Carolina is known for. I'm Sam Jones, and for more than three generations, my folks have been the torchbearers for what whole hog barbecue is supposed to be. At Sam Jones, you'll find plenty of smoke but no mirrors. Everything, and I mean everything, is made fresh daily, including our sides, sweets, and sauces. Come on over and see us at Sam Jones Barbecue, and I bet you'll be able to taste our passion and just one bite. Sam Jones Barbecue, Fire Tower Road. Hey, I'm Holton Aylers. No one knows better than me how important it is as a quarterback to have protection on the field to be successful. My frontline team is critical to my success. For your frontline insurance protection, you need the team at Buck Insurance Agency. Buck Insurance Agency is your local team and have been helping customers like you for over 30 years with their insurance needs. When you need insurance protection, you'll get the whole team with Brian Buck and his staff. Call toll-free at 877-357-1966. Go Pirates. Pirate Radio. And I can promise you, there will be no quarter ever from ECU football. Go Pirates. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this season's debut of The Brian Bailey Show, talking football today. I want to thank Coach Houston for being with us, and now we're going to talk a little high school football. And when you think high school football in eastern North Carolina, obviously you think about those Tarboro Vikings. Their head coach, Jeff Craddock, joins us now. He's the first guy that I saw on the first day of practice at 8 a.m., in Tarboro, North Carolina, as we got our day started, but he was out there first and had a chance to visit with him then, and always enjoyed talking to Coach and uh, got him on the radio right now. Coach, how are you today? I am fine, Brian. Thank you uh, for calling. It's always a pleasure. So, 
put the big dog on first so, so you follow up with the small guy. <laughs> yeah. Is that how you we, we put the big dog on whenever the big dog will go. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. I wasn't sure with him coming off the practice field if he could go at 12 or 12.15 or when he could go. So we decided uh, they called late this morning and said, hey, 12 noon right off the bat, let's go. So we, we got him on there. All right, so with Tarboro football, we were debating this at the station. Is it is it eight state titles in the modern era or just nine state titles, period? Because one of those was in 65. How do you guys count them up, nine? Well, yeah, we count them as – we don't even really count the 69 one. Um, I know that was a state title back then, or that was the Eastern Finals or whatever. They didn't really have a true state champion. So um, under the, the reign uh, since 2008, we have played in 11, we have won seven, and then Tarboro won in 1984 the 3A crown. Uh, so I would consider it eighth of the modern era, but I like the way people think when they talk about nine and ten because I like to prophesize things. So hopefully, <laughs> the can, we can say nine or ten. You know what I mean? Eight times state champion, the Tarboro Vikings, and you know, and you won two in one year. That's that's a pretty good trick. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. <laughs> um, you know, winning one is hard enough, and coming back from the COVID debacle and. You know, everybody was adjusted to that mess in the spring, and we ended up beating a very good uh, the, the trifecta against East Surrey, and then we won that one 25-7. And I think I gave everybody a month off. We turned around, and we were uh, rebooting again in June and uh, ended up beating a very good uh, Mitchell team. Um, might have been around the same score. I can't quite remember the score, 20-something to 7. But, uh, yeah, so hopefully, you know, that record stands. I think we're the only football team in the history of the of the sport to win two state titles in one season. So hopefully we'll stay there for a while. That was a crazy, crazy time and and hopefully we won't have to go through that forever again. But it was but you guys took advantage of it by winning two state championships in one calendar year, something to be proud of. Now you're coming into this season after a thirteen and two record last year, six and zero in conference, lost to Mount Airy in that state championship game last year, twenty to seven. These guys, you know, obviously the goal when you guys hit the practice field is to win a state championship. When you fall just short like that, does that make it just to, you know, guys are chomping at the bit to get back at it. Well, I, if for, I can speak for me absolutely as a coach and my coaching staff, and I would say for the majority of our football players, the answer is absolutely yes. You know, you work so hard, and I know everybody works hard, but you get to that point, and especially if you feel like you just didn't play your best game. And, you know, we just didn't feel like we put our best foot forward. And a lot of that was because Mount Airy was one heck of a football team and they deserved to win. They played the best game. Uh, so, yeah, when you come up short and then you're, you're off season, you, know, you talk about that. You can always use it as motivation. And um, funny thing is uh, Mount Airy has a lot of those guys back next year. And we obviously have a lot of our guys back. So these guys know. And it's hard. You know, that was our sixth state championship in a row. And it never gets old, don't get me wrong, but sometimes these kids are like, oh, well, we're just going to show up and win, and this is, we just win state titles. And, you know, you, you face a really, really, really good team like Mount Airy, and they come in, and, and boom, they kind of knock you off your perch a little bit. So the, it is good to, to get your attention back, to get your refocus, to say, guys, we're not the top dog anymore. You know, now we're chasing Mount Airy. And so that's, that's our mentality, but, you know, um, but first of all, we got to go against the H. Conley here in a couple of days. So actually, we're getting ready for them. So it's one step at a time. Um, let's try to get better every day, and let's see where we end up. 
Talk about the conference a little bit. The Four Rivers 1A, it's kind of a different deal. Maybe you can can shed some light on it, but South Creek and Riverside have merged to form Martin County. Do they even have a mascot yet, Martin County? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, the only thing I think I've heard, I've heard they're going to be silver and black, I think. I've heard that. Um, but, yeah, I really don't know. I know it kind of messed up. I was kind of surprised that they were able to do it or the High School Athletics Association and allow them to do it this early in the season right. because that was a conference game, and so we had conference schedules done. And so now what we've had to do is the first four weeks, obviously, are non-conference games anyway, so that didn't affect that. But we went back and altered our conference schedule, so everybody now has two bye weeks um, right after those first four games, and then we start conference play again. So. Um, once again, it's hard for us to pick up games, especially this late in the year for any team, I think it's hard. So we're going to end up sitting with back-to-back bye weeks, and then we start conference, and then we'll see how it goes. Martin County will be 2A as as a part of that conference, but and the rest of the teams in that league are 1A, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, so and, and you've dominated that league for so long. I mean, how, how hard is it to keep the kids, you know, Friday night after Friday night after Friday night focused on what you have to do? Because you guys do a great job of that. You guys are always focused, uh, you know, go out and, and win big, win big. But that's got to be a challenge, isn't it? It is a challenge. Um, but what you do is what I, what I have found works well for Tarboro. I really don't put the emphasis on the opponent. Um, even big games, non-conference games or playoff games, I'm just like, guys, we, we've got to get better ourselves. So let's always focus on Tarboro getting better. So that way it doesn't matter in, in my sense. Our preparation is always the same. The film study is the same. It doesn't matter if we're going against a 10-0 team or an 0-10 team. Practices are the same. Intensity level is the same. Um, how we get there, what we do, everything's the same. Because you said it earlier, the, the goal for Tarboro not, is not just necessarily beating that team on a Friday night. The goal for us is ultimately winning a state title. Obviously, for us to do that, we got to win a lot of games. But I, I try to take the onus off of the opponent and say, guys, we got to get better. Because I bring the kids in every Saturday morning at 10 to uh, watch the film. The coaches, usually we show up around 6.30 or 7, and, and uh, we start breaking down film for our next opponent. But we bring our kids in at 10 and watch our previous game. So we see all the mistakes, we see all the good things too, and we do that for two hours. So we know going into that week of practice, guys, this is what we got to clean up, you know. And so I think if you if you take that approach to it, it keeps the kids focused on every Friday and trying to do what you're trying to do at the highest level. I think I've told you this before, but when we have our preseason meeting, and we're going to have it Thursday this week, we talk to all the people that are going to go out and shoot video, and we tell all the guys that shoot the, the games for us on Friday night, stay 10 to 12, 15 yards ahead of the football. Try to follow the football best you can. If you're at Tarboro, you're allowed to go behind the quarterback because a lot of times you can't figure out where the football is, and that's that's the beauty of the Tarboro tee, I guess. But you know, you're the only school I think we, we make special preparation Preparations for and trying to videotape you guys. Well, hopefully the other teams have to make stuff for us. <laughs> yes, right. Prepare for us, but uh, yeah, I mean, my, I mean, you know, Coach Reams and Coach Reese and Coach Bab, they're in charge of those running backs. Coach Reams has been doing it. My God, I mean, he was part of the '84 state championship team, so he's been doing this gig for forty plus years, and um, he knows he it like the back of his hand and just all the nuances. And uh, I was just watching him work today, and it's just amazing. 
you know, the emphasis on the faking, the emphasis on staying up down the ball, the emphasis tilting that shoulder just a little bit. And you better be going, you know, certain days is 15 yards. You got to uh, fake some days is 20, some days is 10. Um, it depends on what day of the week it is. But I think today was 15 yards. And if you ain't going 15 yards full speed, well, you're going to get them chopping. You're going to be doing up downs and you're going to do the next play. So it just, it's what we call relentless repetition. And then that's what they do. And our backs do a good job of carrying out their fakes. And it's uh, just a point of emphasis, obviously, from the coaches. I'd say there's nothing you know prettier in football than to watch you guys, especially when you guys hand it to the fullback and he goes, you know, he's he's 20 yards down the field and everybody's still looking in the backfield to see where the ball is and he's already, you know, he, he's broke the line of scrimmage. He's 20 yards down the field. He's heading to pay dirt, but uh, you guys do a great job with it and it's really really fun to watch. Does anybody else in in Eastern North Carolina or, or anywhere you see run a similar offense? No, the only similar offense, some wing key teams. Um, but I really, um, you know, back in the day, North Edgecombe used to run the wishbone. Obviously, that, that team across the county used to run the wishbone under the Cobb family. Yes. Um, so this, so there was, you know, your misdirection, but they ran it out of the bone. We ran it out of the tee. But I guess it's an Edgecombe County thing. I mean, <laughs> you get out of Edgecombe County, you just don't see it often other than, you know, your your uh, misdirection out of your wing tee sets, but you very rarely see actually a true double tight tee team other than Tarboro. You got a good one. Omarion uh, has uh, committed to East Carolina. I know Coach Houston and those guys are excited about getting him into the fold. He, he's expecting a big year, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Omar's been with us. You know, of course, I've known, been watching him play football since he's been in seventh grade and basketball. Heck of a basketball player, too. He's a great athlete, a great kid. So, um, yeah, he's been with us, starting for us for two years. Uh, it's been great to watch him grow and develop. Uh, I mean, he's just the, the type of athlete you just love to coach. He's there every day. He's there all the time. He was a, he elected a team captain last week for us. So, yeah, we're going to try to um, say each other. It sounds crazy. Uh, probably shouldn't say it on the radio. But, uh, you know, I know he's a vision one safety, but we're actually going to try to spell him some on defense because we got some really good players. But, he also is our starting quarterback. And yeah. It's very vital to our offense. So if we can uh, save that young man a little bit, we will. Obviously, he'll be out there on on you know big games, spread teams, uh, big downs situations. But we're kind of working on some depth behind him so we can kind of give him a little bit of a break and let him run the offense. But now nah, he's he's a tremendous kid. If you know the Pirate Nation, if they watch this kid play football, and they're like, oh, man, he's a good football player. He's a better kid. I mean – Comes from a great family. I coached his younger brother. He was a senior as part of that um, uh, spring state championship game, and uh, just family solid. He's solid. It's just a you know his whole family's been a big part of Tarboro football for quite a few years now. Obviously, again, the favorites to win the Four Rivers 1A, Tarboro's Vikings, and one of the favorites to make it back to the state championship for sure. Coach, you'll be in Greenville this week, right? Playing Conley on Wednesday morning. Yeah, I can't wait. I've been doing it uh, for so many years, I can't even remember how many years it's been. But I, I love taking the Vikings on the road. I love going to D.H. Conley. Uh, Coach Connor does a great job over there. Um, it's just always, you know, two hours of fun, physical. We're out there coaching our tails off, you know, trying to be able to stop some plays and look and talk. And, and it's just great. He runs a great program. You know, it's just a physical, there's no there's no lip, there's no, you know, you don't have to worry about any dirty, cheap shot plays, and that's why I just love coming over there. I love giving my kids the experience. We treat it like a game. 
So this is our first road trip of the year. So I always call them business trips. So I'll say, hey, boys, we're treating this like a game. This is business trip number one. I want it quiet. Do what you think you need to do. But, you know, we're going over here to get better. And so I'd I like to use it as a little bit of a road test. Like I said, um, we'll come in Thursday morning and watch a lot of that film and uh, see what we did, the good, the bad, the ugly. And then we flip right around them that Friday and have a jamboree. So, um, but uh, one of the highlights of my summer, really the kickoff, is definitely co going over and uh, playing Conley. Sounds good. We'll see you over there coming up on uh, Wednesday morning. That's right down the street from the house. So that's easy to get to. Coach, thanks so much for your time. We certainly appreciate it. We'll check in with you sometime this season. We'll, of course, see you on those magical Friday nights. And I uh, hope you'll get a chance to tune in to Touchdown Friday with us. Oh, we turn we turn in every Friday night. And I always appreciate your guys' coverage. And uh, just thank you for allowing us to be part of your coverage. And uh, best of luck to you. Appreciate that. Jeff Craddock, the head coach at Tarboro. Back with more on our show. The season debut of the Brian Bailey Show. Ryan Cook from Farmville Central. Paul Cornwell still to come from Aiden Grifton. Back after this. Have you ever seen those exotic aquariums like the guys do in Las Vegas on television? You ever thought about having one of these aquariums in your business? It's more affordable than you think. This is Hal Pruitt with rentafishtank.com. We can make having an aquarium in your business turnkey with no work, cleaning, or hassles for you. Rentafishtank.com creates a relaxing atmosphere and keeps children occupied. Rentafishtank.com already services many dental, pediatric, and doctor offices, plus hospitals and senior living centers. Check us out at rentafishtank.com. Before anyone walks into your business, the outside is what they see. Make sure your first impression is a good impression with the right curb appeal. Hi, this is Daniel Andrews from Dan Andrews Lawn Service. We specialize in making your business look great. Let us handle all your professional landscaping needs. We do it all so you don't ever have to worry. Residential services are also available. Call us today at 717-8006 and we'll come out and give you a free quote. Taking care of your landscaping needs is all we do and we've been doing it for over 20 years. You can trust our reliable team at Dan Andrews Lawn Service covering all of Eastern North Carolina. University PC Care in Greenville and New Bern has been serving the tech repair needs of Eastern North Carolina since 2006. And as one of the only Apple authorized service providers east of Raleigh, all our technicians are Apple certified and we only use genuine Apple parts. Your iPhone and Mac warranties are safe with us. Have questions or need service? Call 252-558-1280 or visit us online at universitypccare.com. University PC Care, your one-stop shop for service on everything Apple. It's bow time. Chicken or biscuits? That's an impossible choice. How can you decide between Bojangles' perfectly crispy, boldly seasoned chicken or their fluffy, made-from-scratch buttermilk biscuits? Well, the good news is you don't have to. With a Cajun chicken filet biscuit, you get the best of both worlds. An all-white meat chicken breast marinated with a bold blend of seasonings and served up on a fluffy, golden buttermilk biscuit. When it comes to real-deal southern flavor, there's no reason you can't have it all. Order a Cajun chicken filet biscuit today. It's bow time. Pirate Radio, Pirate Radio, Pirate, Pirate, Pirate Radio, Pirate Radio. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community owned, community powered. Now, back to the show. 
All right, welcome back to our show, the season debut of the Brian Bailey Show. This just in from Parker's Barbecue, the Big Carolina Conference is having their media day for football. They have their preseason poll, uh, the coaches poll, and Havelock is picked to win the league title. Rose is picked second, Jacksonville third, New Bern and D.H. Conley pick fourth, Northside Jacksonville sixth, and South Central is picked seventh. So again, Havelock is the pick. Kind of a little bit of a surprise, New Bern coming off of that 4A state championship. Of course, they have a new coach uh, over there in Terrence Saxby. Uh, Havelock has a new coach, but they're picked to win it uh, all. And uh, Brent Wooten taking over for his brother, Alan Wooten, via Caleb King, not getting approved by the Board of Education over there, which is a complicated deal. But despite all the complications, Havelock is the pick to win the Big Carolina Rose second, Jacksonville third, then New Bernadette's Conley tie for fourth. Tomorrow will be the Eastern Plains Conference Media Day over at Parker's Barbecue. So Parker's getting all kinds of coaches over there. All kinds of action. And joining us right now is Ron Cook. He's the head coach at Farmville Central. He's doing a great job of turning things around. His Jaguars were 4-2 and two in the EPC last year. And he joins us now to talk about his football team. Coach, how's the summer been so far? Hey, the summer's been pretty good, and thank, thank you for having me, Brian. Um, yeah, so we, we've been a pretty good turnout, most we've had so far since I've been here. Uh, my first year here being, we had 33 total kids in the program, and right now, uh, we've had up to 62 out here in summer uh, camp. So. Man, that's that's a big number for Farmville Central. They haven't had that kind of number in a long time, have they? Yeah, no, and, and it's uh, apparent because we still got a few kids that need helmets, so we've had to order a few boilers, uh, and hopefully they'll be in here soon. But, uh, yes. Take us back to the last season. Obviously, you guys, you know, in the process of turning things around, you go four and two. And really, you came really close to winning the whole thing. You had really tough losses to West Craven and to Green Central, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, total lost both of them again by 12, 16 points. Um, you know, coaches that we really believe it just came down to an early play against West Craven that kind of gave them life that we didn't fully recover from. a 90-yard touchdown pass. Um, you know, we had guys run into each other in coverage fell down and uh we think that made a big difference in that game and then uh we just got we just didn't finish against uh green um at the end of the game we had a chance to score there and kick extra point and go up one and uh you know, we just didn't finish that drive so when you look at what your club's doing this summer now this is the week where teams get together with scrimmages and jamborees that kind of thing what have you guys got scheduled Oh, so this year we we've got just uh, one scrimmage, one every rescheduled for this Friday at Edenton. Uh, always like to uh, go there since I've my days at uh, Pamlico. It's just very well organized. We get a bunch of good reps there uh, for our varsity and our JV. And um, and I just didn't at this point. I just never. I've been doing this for a while now, and I've never really found advantage in doing scrimmage. Uh, you know, having two scrimmages Wednesday, Friday within you know, seventy-two hours. Not less than seventy-two hours. Um, so I'm just focusing on that. We're going to do a lot of evaluating there and, uh, get ready for our first game, you know, home game open up against Goldsboro. You know, to me, that's always been strange that, that, you know, because when I played, and obviously it seems like they had leather helmets and that kind of thing. But I remember we had, you know, I guess we had three and a half weeks to prepare, and we had a scrimmage one week, and then we had a scrimmage the next week, and then we had, you know, our first game. But to have a scrimmage and a jamboree, you know, so close, and some teams scrimmage both times, I mean, that's a, that's a lot for, for an athlete, especially in this heat and everything. And you hit the nail right ahead. That is one of my main purposes and concerns, and I've been wanting to bring that to the board. I know we talked about it in, in our meetings with Eastern North Carolina Football Coach Association. 
but that's that's my biggest issue. I was the same way. Um, I mean, even colleges right now, even though they don't, they have big scrims against each other, they don't scrims on the team. But if the colleges and NFL gets at least three weeks to prepare before they actually go, you know, full tilt against other teams, why are we here in North Carolina only getting uh, less than fourteen days? Really? I mean, because we started last Monday and then we're, you know, we're asked to scrimmage this week because we got a game next week. When you look at your ball club this year, what's what's the strength of the Jaguars? Uh, I think the strength overall, I think, is going to be our veterans. Uh, we got guys that have been in the program three years uh, since you know, the, our senior class right now was sophomores when I came in, and they were sophomores that had to play a lot because we didn't have a JV my first year. Like I said, we only had 33 in the whole program. Uh, I think those guys are going to be uh, is well, the sophomores actually and excuse me, our seniors and our uh, returning juniors that have played last year as sophomores. So we, we're pretty young. So I think those guys step it up and the majority of them on defense. I think we're going to have, uh, and we still got a way to go. I think we have a pretty good defense. Um, we got offensive guys in skill positions uh, there that I think are going to be keys on the uh, offensive side of the ball. Of course, that's not to say that we don't need an offensive line. Our offensive line is young. Um, but they're not very big, but they're athletic. So uh, I guess overall, the, I think uh, early on, our defense is going to be huge for us. And then, uh, you know, our offense does their job. And now our skilled guys do, you know, what they're capable of doing in, in creating big plays. Uh, that that's, that'd be a key for us on offense. Tomorrow is the media day for the EPC. Who do you look for as far as the favorites to win the league title this year? Uh, I don't know how they haven't been the last two years, but I still say Wes Craven. I mean, until someone knocks them off, uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't be uh, picked to be the uh, favorites in the league. Um, and they wanted that they haven't been picked to be number one the last two years. They wanted the last two years, so I see no uh, reason why uh, they shouldn't be number one or at least picked to be number one this year. I tell you, the thing with Wes Craven, it seems like they have that that. Terrible, just just really tough non-conference schedule. They're beat all up when they start conference play, but then they they ride the ship under Coach Mike Twitchell and, and they play really well in conference play. But but that's a tough non-conference schedule when you're playing the Havelocks and the Newburns of the world. That's difficult. Yeah, I think that's what helps them in uh, conference. I, I look uh, had similar similar philosophy looking uh, for, but yeah, I think that helps them a lot because they do uh, they get beat up and they know uh, you know they're not going to see. Uh, the same level of competition as far as depth. You know, when playing those schools like the Havlocks, like Newburn, they're going to have more depth than you're going to see at West Graham or in our conference. So I think that's the biggest difference, and that, I think that's what helps prepare them uh, when playing in that, that type of schedule. Jaguars will be at home on opening night playing host to Goldsboro. What do you know about the Cougars this year? Uh, I don't know much about them this year. Uh, to be honest, it's going to be our first time um, playing them. Um, I know they didn't have a good record last year, but I mean, that's Last year, it's like we're a different, totally different team this year. Uh, we're not, we're not the same we were last year. We're, we expect to be a lot better. So, I'm um, expect them to be uh, a lot better uh, over there also. So, uh, I don't know much. Like I said, I don't know much about them going into this season being our first time playing them. All right, coach. Best of luck this season. We certainly appreciate your time, and uh, we may see you on opening night. Yeah, I appreciate it. Look forward to it. You do. All right, that's the head coach of Farmville Central, Ron Cook. We'll take another commercial break. Paul Cornwell from Aiden Griffin's up next. This is the season debut of the Brian Bailey Show. We're back after this.
Attention athletes and fans. Tiebreakers is looking for all-stars. Do you know an athlete who made a game-winning play, scored an amazing touchdown, or hit a huge home run? We're scouting Eastern North Carolina for this month's most outstanding athlete. Go to tiebreakersathlete.com to nominate your favorite player for the prestigious Athlete of the Month Award. Tiebreakers, shining a light on the athletes that make Eastern North Carolina proud. Submit your nomination now at tiebreakersathlete.com. Hey, Miles, isn't it amazing to think our family has been distributing soft drinks since 1923? It certainly is, Landon. And with that comes a lot of change. But what hasn't changed is our dedication and commitment to our customers. I'm Miles Menjis. And I'm Landon Menjis with Menjis Bottling Group. Our family has taken great pride in refreshing our neighbors, and we are proud to have remained locally owned and operated for over a century. From our family to yours, we say thank you and are honored to be a part of this wonderful community. Here's to 100 as we celebrate our employees and our customers all over East North Carolina. From generations before us and to future generations. Cheers to the next 100 years. Cheers to the next 100 years. It's a summer inventory clear-out at Bostick Sug Furniture. It's that time of year when Bostick Sug must move a huge selection of inventory off the floor and out the door. And that means big savings for you. Take advantage of one-time price cuts of up to 70% off furniture and mattresses, canceled special orders, discounted floor items, odds and ends, and customer returns. Hurry, quantities are limited. And when they're gone, they're gone for good during the summer inventory clear-out at Bostick Sug Furniture. UBE and PirateWare.com are proud to offer the Pirate Nation its largest inventory of ECU merchandise and tailgate supplies ever. UBE has the best prices in town, so that makes UBE your one-stop shop for all things ECU. UBE does daily restocks of Champion, Adidas, and Under Armour. Don't forget to bring your young pirates to plunder the Crow's Nest, which is the only kid's store dedicated to ECU. Plenty of free parking in Uptown Greenville. Visit them online at PirateWare.com. Go Pirates! Already planning for some fun in the sun? Don't forget to fill your cooler with the smooth and refreshing taste of Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Twisted Tea tastes like real iced tea because it's made with real brewed tea. And with 5% alcohol, Twisted Tea is there to turn things up all day long. Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Look for it in the bright yellow cans. Keep it twisted. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Please drink responsibly. This is Josh Moylan, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show on this Monday in August, a hot day in August. And joining us now is Paul Cornwell, who is back as the head football coach at Aiden Griffin. Had great success there before. He kind of got out of it, did a little different thing in education, and then coming back to his team. Uh, the Chargers really struggled last year, 0-10 overall. 0-6 in conference play. Coach Cornwell, glad to have you back. Oh, thanks, Brian. I'm glad to be back. Have Has football and the, the youth of today changed since since you last coached? Have you seen anything like that since you got back into it? Well, I think there's some things that have definitely changed even before I got out. You know, I think uh, there's a lot of things going on. Kids are involved in a lot of different things. Um, 
the game has changed somewhat. It's not as not as physical as it once was, you know, with a lot of the rules in place. So how you practice changed and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, the kids uh, are still very similar to what they've always been. Um, you know, they, they want to be coached. Um, I think if you get out there and you push them, uh, you know, they'll respond. And so um, in some ways things have changed, and in some ways, you know, things are, will always kind of stay the same. In your situation, you got out. Uh, I, I know you were an assistant principal. Uh, did some things there. Did the whole time you were doing that? Did you have that itch to, that, that you wanted to get back to coaching? You know, it goes through phases. Uh, there were times where I, I did. You know, I did miss. There's parts of it you'll always miss. I mean, I don't think it matters what you do if you coached, especially as long as I have. Uh, you know, I've done it over thirty years. There, there's part of that that will always be a part of you. And so no matter what you do, um, you know, and there's parts of it that you won't, uh, you would never miss, you know. And so, um, but the, you take the good with the bad. Uh, there's far more good than bad. So, uh, yeah, I guess that there's parts of it, yeah, I've always kind of missed. But, uh, you know, I, I'm excited to be back. When you look at your ball club this year, obviously you've got lots of holes to fill. Uh, how do you think the kids are doing so far in camp, and uh, will you be ready on opening night? I think we will. We've had, uh, you know, we had a pretty good spring. Um, um, I was not on campus until the summer. Uh, I had to finish out the, the school year at Farmville, and um, so this summer I think has been pretty good. Um, you know, we've started practice. Uh, it, it has gone pretty well. You know, we're, we're still learning. We're learning how to practice. Um, you know, we're, we're learning uh, a new style of, of, of practice, a new, a new offense, a uh, new defense. So there's a lot of things that are being taught, but uh, the kids have responded well. Um, they've been positive. Um, so, you know, yeah, I think we'll be ready for our opening night, and, um, and, and we'll see where we are. Numbers are always a big key when you're at a school like Aiden Grifton. How have your numbers been? Well, the numbers have been better. Um, you know, are we, we're going to have a JV team for the first time in four years. Um, so that's huge. That was really the, the number one goal coming back, you know, when I met with the staff was, you know, we got to get the JV team kind of going again. And so we really we hit the middle schools hard. Uh, we've probably got 24, 25 freshmen involved in the program right now. Um, we've done something different that we haven't done in the past. We have a split staff, so we have a JV, uh, JV staff that's only – so those guys have their own coaching staff, and so they, they practice separate. They worked out separate all, all summer to give themselves to establish uh, an opportunity to establish a team uh, some unity together without being around the older guys. Um, and I think that's really that's really paid dividends. Those guys, those coaches have done a great job, and the kids have responded. you got media day coming up for the uh, EPC coming up tomorrow. Who do you see in the conference as far as, as, as favorites, that kind of thing? Well, I know that, um, you know, there's some really good football teams and, re- and, and great coaches, as always, have been. And, uh, I think a lot of teams had really good years last year and expect to do so again. You know, I think uh, Wes Craven uh, is always going to have a great deal of talent, and they've got 
an excellent coaching staff. Coach Twitchell always, his teams are always ready to play, and, and they do a great job. And um, I know, um, you know, Coach Wilson over Green, they had a good, great year last year. Uh, and, I'm, you know, I know they had a really good JV team, so I know they've got high expectations. Uh, Farmville, you know, they, they did not have a winning season, but they really got some things turned around last year. And, and then also getting their JV program going. So I know Coach Cook has got very high expectations. Uh, so, I mean, I think there's a lot of teams in the league. Uh, North Pitt had a good year. Uh, you know, Southwest Edgecombs had, had some success. Uh, you know, Washington's got a new coach. So, I, you know, don't really know what to expect there. But there's, you know, I think um, there, there's certainly a lot of competitiveness in the league, and uh, I expect everybody to uh, to really be in the hunt. And, you know, if you can get this thing turned around, you know, I guess we're all guilty of that. Everybody follows a winner. Everybody, you know, wants to be part of a championship, you know, pedigree and a program. But, uh, you know, those are some pretty exciting nights when Aiden Griffin's got it rolling. We've had, you know, we've had a good run of success over the years. You know, I think I think consistency has kind of been our thing. Uh, you know, we've had some great years. Uh, we've had some not as good years, but we've tried to maintain that level of consistency of of being a competitive team and 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 being that the team that's going to be prepared to play every Friday night. And you know, you're going to have to play 48 minutes. Um, so. Uh, you know, I, I think in the county, you know, with us being the smallest school in the county, um, we've always kind of carried, I guess, kind of tried to carry a torch for the smaller schools. But, um, but you know, we like where we are. Um, I know our school's growing, our community's growing. So who knows where we'll be in the next four or five years? I think that I think the growth is coming. Um, so we could be could be moving up uh, in the next few years. So. A lot of great things happening down here on the southern end of the county and in the building and on the, in the athletic fields and on the courts. And so we're excited where we are all the way through. Chargers open up uh, opening night at Wilson Prep. Uh, take us through what your emotions are going to be like because you're back at it. Uh, and that opening night, there's a little different feel to it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean the the opening night is all. I mean, you know, everything you do through the off season kind of leads up to that point. And and even though you really you don't want to put a lot of emphasis on one game, I mean, one game can can have a lot of impact on what you do. I know a year ago, uh, this same team, you know, opened up against a very good James Keenan team, and and uh, and had a lot of injuries and just really never recovered. And 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 that was just uh, it was just an unfortunate you know turn of events. So us going in this first game, you know, I, obviously I'll be excited, but um, you know I think our guys are definitely ready to play. Our coaching staff have worked very hard, so uh, we're excited to see what it's going to look like when we when we get out under the lights. I tell you, it'll be good to see Coach Cornwell back on the sideline because uh, you're one of the true gentlemen of the sports and uh, you've been very supportive throughout the years uh, that I've been here. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. I I look forward to seeing you as well. Paul Cornwell joining us on our show. Coach, best of luck in that opener. Best of luck all season long as uh, Coach Cornwell returns uh, as the Chargers head coach. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. That's Paul Cornwell. We'll take our final commercial break. We'll come back, and then we'll wrap up this first edition of The Brian Bailey Show after this.
I'm Donald Stocks, owner of Pip Marketing Signs Print. We are your one-stop shop for just about anything printed. If we're not your go-to printer, please give us a call at 355-1636. We have over 80 five-star Google reviews and want you to be our next more than satisfied and well-pleased customer. Check us out at growitpip.com or stop in to see us at 3185 Mosley Drive in Greenville. Pip, where business goes to grow. Hey, Pirate Nation, be sure you have the best and comfortable shoes this tailgate season with a stop at Fleet Feet. Locally owned and operated by ECU alum Chris Lunyon, Fleet Feet of Greenville provides solutions through one-on-one service to runners, walkers, and everyone in between. Fleet Feet has the tools and technology to get you in the right shoe, including a 3D foot scanner that measures arch height, width, and more. Go see them at 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the Old Gordon's Golf location. Fleet Feet, they run for you. Go Pirates! The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around, guaranteed. Your vehicle is a big part of your life. That's why you should trust the team at Greenville Auto World for all things automotive. Greenville Auto World is now under new ownership by the Cook Management Group, but still believes in fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right. Tommy Cook and his team now have five dealerships in eastern North Carolina with a fully stocked inventory of SUVs, trucks, and cars. For sales or service, visit Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 or GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. Pirates supporting pirates. Papa John's new garlic epic stuffed crust pizza is the pizza inspired by our biggest fans with that garlic flavor you all love. In it, on it, with it. Get the new garlic epic stuffed crust pizza for $13.99 only at Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates! Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of The Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! This is Dale Murphy, two-time National League MVP and number three with the Atlanta Braves. And you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back as we close out this first edition of the Brian Bailey Show. Great to be back on Pirate Radio for another great season. Uh, each week we'll have players, coaches, that kind of thing on what's going on in the world of sports in eastern North Carolina. So we certainly appreciate everybody being on today. I want to thank head coach Mike Houston in East Carolina, our very first guest of this brand new year. Also want to thank Jeff Craddock, the head coach at Tarboro. I want to thank Ron Cook, head coach of Farmville Central, and Paul Cornwell, who is back at Aiden Grifton with the Charles. The EPC will have their media day coming up tomorrow. Just in case you missed it, earlier today, the Big Carolina meeting at Parker's Barbecue in town. 
and the coaches have chosen Havelock to win that championship. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. High school football starts on August the 18th with the first Friday night of the season. That is our first show. We'll see you back here next week on The Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio.